You are listening to the forecast from Four Fields of Anfield Road, the world's international LFC podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, fellow Reds. Uh, welcome to the, the forecast, and uh, we're coming for you tonight. We're coming to you tonight with uh, uh, a wonderful game to recap. Of course, the, the, the defeat to Swansea, um, following hot on the heels of our victory against Manchester City. Only Liverpool, I think, as uh, um, I've named this pod. Um, what have we got? We've got a distinguished panel. We have uh, Eric. Say hi, Eric. All right. Sharing the uh, technology duties with Vez. Say hi, Vez. Hi. Um, and Christian, I'm not sure, are you in Germany or in Holland tonight? Holland. Invading. You're in Holland tonight. <laughs> <laughs> hi. I'm knocking out to Um Right, well, uh, welcome from your Unteachable, these lads. Unfucking teachable, these lads. <laughs> hey, hey! Belgium is where we sort our arguments out, not Holland. <laughs> um, um, uh, yes, so uh, hi, hi, Christian, and uh, you got me mental. And we have a, uh, a special guest on tonight, one of uh, the partners of Four as well. Uh, so, welcome to Aaron from Blood Red Cop, who's over there in Northern Ireland. Say hi, Aaron. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, yeah, it's terrific to have you, and uh, especially especially with such a scintillating game to review. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so, so, um, so as far as the Swansea game goes, uh, the four Raw boys will be doing the game review. So we're not going to review the game itself. Um, uh, we're going to try and touch on. A couple of uh, a couple of questions that arise from it, um, and we have to recognise that a they're at the bottom of the table, of course, um, and b that the other team we failed to score against, West Brom, uh, are right there with them, um, and who are just as bad as well, and yet we failed to score against either of them. So there's a bit, little bit to talk about there. What is this? Is this a pattern? Um, is this a uh, uh, is this something that we've got to worry about? And actually, can we just ignore it and say, well, that just isn't typical us? So lots and lots to talk about there. And uh, do you want to kick us off, Eric? I thought we were going to uh, uh, listen to Aaron, where he explains what uh, Blood Red Cup is. Thanks. Just put a bag on me. <laughs> um, do you want me to explain a little bit about Blood Red Cup? Yeah, yeah, go on. Basically, we're just two of us. Basically, uh, one of us is from Liverpool, one of us is from Northern Ireland. It's me and another guy. 
and we were sort of doing like news articles for another Twitter account that we decided to go off by ourselves and do like a more laid back approach but an extremely opinionated approach so basically we just set the Twitter we do some articles which are on the four website and on our own WordPress account and basically we're just doing it for the fun and the banter basically of it all and it's good fun that's basically all I have to say really Okay, have you got a, a, a schedule of articles that come out, or is it as and when? It's as and when. We're both working, and we both have families and that, so it's quite difficult to prioritize time. So just whenever we can, we put something out. It's basically like whatever comes to our head, we write it down and we put it out. One of the admins, the other admin, he's a doctor, so he does articles on injuries and muscles, and I think he's put the last two onto the four website there. So. That's sort of our unique selling point that he sort of knows what he's talking about a wee bit, where the rest of us don't. <laughs> like the rest of oh, Twitter and all the other Liverpool fans who know fuck all and yeah, decide and, and decide I to absolutely know. know everything. We're yeah, like that. We we are like, like that as well. We're yeah. very much like that. I know it's uh, okay. yeah. cool. That's it. So we'll uh, we'll enjoy those articles as and when and until you're able to sell your families for scientific research. And you have more time. <laughs> Thank you. And that's the plan. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, and uh, so, how did uh, how did uh, uh, the weekend game go for you? Did you did you catch it? Yeah, it's dreadful. <laughs> it was, uh, I got really worked up watching Liverpool, and if you followed in our Twitter feed, you would see I just got constantly angrier and angrier as the minutes ticked on. To be honest. Never seen the goal coming. I never thought we would score. It's, a, it's just one of them games, really. Yeah. Um, where where can we go? Is it is it a worry? The the West Brom and the Swansea thing not scoring against either of them. That's with Phil Coutinho in one of them. He wouldn't have played this game anyway. He's still out injured or just getting his way back to uh, um, being included in, in play. Um, so he wouldn't have played anyway against Swansea. Um, where where are you, Aaron? With uh, where we go with these bus parkers. In, in terms of the Swansea game, I think a lot of it was down to bad luck because, like, you know, at the end of the game there, Firmino should have scored the header and then there was a brilliant block on Lallana. I think it was Mawson that blocked the shot and, yeah. you know, we had a couple of chances. Salah missed one there at the edge of the bar when he was running down the right-hand side. He doesn't, doesn't use his right foot, uses it there, puts it over the bar. I just think that, you know, there's a bit of bad luck there. Danny Ings had a snapshot. It's a good save. I think... And then as well, if you remember the West Brom game, Solanke had a goal rolled out, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's always been a worry, teams that park the bus against Liverpool. I think um, we struggle to break them down. We signed Salah for that, and he helps. But that stems right back to the Brendan Rodgers era. Chelsea parked the bus, we struggled, and it's just sort of stuck with us. It's more a hoodoo than anything, I think. Just teams that come at us, we actually find it easier, which is just Liverpool in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's Klopp very much a, a, a counter-pressing um, philosophy to his game. Um, Eric, is, is it, is it, have we always struggled with bus parkers? There's nothing new. Yeah, everybody does. You know, Burnley gets all these points. They, they take points from Arsenal. They've been taking points from, from Chelsea. and Well, last season, not from Chelsea. But, you know, they take points from a lot of people. Leicester basically dropped in um, like with six or eight and and uh, 
you know, they all break with pace with Vardy and, and Mares, and they win the league that way. Um, it's it's not just us. We like to think we are because it's one of the only things that we seem to to have issues with, and what we have issues with with is granting them that goal where we look soft and it looks a bit too easy where we give it away a little bit you know we think Jesus just don't do that and but all in all we've we've beaten loads of them this season um thought the 2-1 with Burnley um thought they maybe didn't really park the bus but you know they play very defensively and we've beaten them twice oh no we drew with them but you know um in, in, in the first one where they really parked the bus early on in the season um, but we had Brighton we, we had a, a week or something just before Christmas where we played two or three of these teams where we started quite slowly in the first half you know um, just recycle retention and f- t- yeah wearing them down and then suddenly pounds in the second half and we just up the tempo we found with good passes and um uh and 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 we we found goals and we could have basically done the same thing you know if 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 one of these shots go in like solid gets a, a a very good chance i think it's from van dyke um and he blams it over if he mm-hmm. takes the half a touch because he doesn't feel rushed and he had more time than he thought he would um, and he, he just finished it we win that game like 3-4-0 easily and there's no issue so it's, it's in the moments where you can win the game uh, just thought that we were not right there I thought only Ings was one of the one of the players that looked lively in those moments, uh, same as Lalana, and they came on. So um, I don't know. I'm not that worried. I don't think it's a pattern per se. It's just the only way loads of teams, uh, you know, can get a result from us because we defend with very few, and uh, if, if you just overload, there will be a lucky bounce. And we don't have any goalkeepers that have the um, the confidence, um, you know, or, or the form that that the ball will will be drawn to them. It's just not happening. Mawson hits that shot terribly, and it goes into a corner where Carriers just can't reach it. You know, stuff well, like that. They're always frustrating goals. Yeah, they're always yeah. frustrating goals. There is there is. In my mind, there's this image of Rooney absolutely mishitting a shot in a way that you think that doesn't even happen in Sunday League. You know, that's that's five-a-side shit shots, and it hobbles into the it, it just edges in 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 the far right corner, and the the goalie can't reach it. And yeah, he gets a goal that way, and we never. It's just terrible. So um, I don't know. I'm 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 not worried. Um, we've beaten loads of them in the 18 unbeaten run. We've we've lost this season three games um, in the in the league. 
I'm I'm not too bothered, no. Okay, um, Christian, um, I can't. I mean, they really did part the bus very, very condensed, very deep. Um, I, I, can you re- remember? Have we had that? Have we had that uh, much of the season where where the team's been so deep and so condensed and so little space around? Yeah, in this game, you mean it's, it was? Ex- yeah, they were. Ex- Have we had it before? But they were all. Um, I think we had it a couple of times, yes. But the the problem is not that they are sitting deep. The problem is that they're sitting deep and are actively moving on the pitch to attack our ball possessing uh, our, the players who who have the ball at the moment. Um, so so it, it makes it very difficult. You have to 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 accelerate your own speed and move quicker than your opponent. And you need to to relocate your position time and again. And we are not really good at that. But but I have to say. Um, Liverpool struggling against bus parking teams is a complete myth this season. From my point, it's ridiculous. We played 24 league games. We dropped. We we had eight. We have had eight draws and three defeats. Two defeats were were, were against top class teams who were in, in brilliant form, which was Tottenham and, and uh, Manchester City. And we had draws against. Uh, United and we had draws against, uh, draw against Arsenal. We had draw uh, against uh, Chelsea. So it's, a, it's quite a small portion of bus parking teams where we drop points, and the rest we won. It doesn't look that great. It doesn't look that brilliant if you have to play against those teams because it it looks awful. It looks boring. Yeah, you're looking for the gap to play the pass through, but it's a different sort of football. What we have won majority of those games so it's not really a problem for us this season anymore we had these issues when club started and we were quite clueless um, um, beginning of his ring but uh, at now we really have the, 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 the tools to break them up and uh, it's not really a problem it's, it's, it's a problem of the, of the attitude they, they go into that game Klopp mentioned afterwards that, that uh, they did not really follow his instructions and that made him really and this is, this is a different, different problem, and it happens from time to time. Nothing really clicks. Okay. You know? So it's, 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 this is probably, it has been probably a blip, um, hopefully. And I don't see any signs of upcoming uh, mean, crisis like last year. Yeah. So, uh, so 12 months ago, uh, that was, uh, was turning into the disaster. Yeah, week in, week out, and uh, I think this time we will see a quick turnaround against West Brom. Okay, um, well, bright words. Um, um, Vez, just thinking about uh, Swansea and West Brom together. I, what one thing that occurred to me was I wondered if uh, I wondered if the guys are going through training during the week, and then towards the end of the week he he, he talks to them about the specific tactics of the game. Apparently, you don't do that very much in advance. You don't do it a week beforehand. You do it a couple of days beforehand so that people don't go out of their minds thinking about um, everything for that one game. Um, and it, I, what, what struck me was I, I just, because we had a lackluster performance against West Brom too, despite creating chances. Um, what bothered me was do we have a situation where the players don't actually have faith in Klopp's instructions for these kind of sites? What do you think, Bez? 
No, I don't think so. I don't think they have a problem with, with believing what Klopp tells them to do. Uh, I believe that the, as the uh, time passes in a game like this, they get frustrated and they lose focus. And they stop doing what they should be doing because of it. They become too static. I fully agree with what Christian said about moving time in the game, changing your position. I mean, if you... Uh, if you open up and ask for the ball and you get you don't get it at that particular instance you need to change the position and open up again and ask for the ball again from from a different position and everybody needs to keep doing that uh, sometimes the player on the ball can can encourage such movement and uh, i believe that's what we've got that's what we got when when Lallana came on every time he took the ball uh, he played it really quickly in between two two Swansea players. Uh, I particularly uh, noticed how he uh, injected movement into into Gomez on the right side. Whenever Gomez went to, on the overlap on, on the right wing posi uh, position, he always somehow, you know, put the ball exactly where it should be. And and uh, when the ball left his foot, Gomez started running. Uh, the whole team looked much more lively when he came on. He just needed more time on the pitch. Uh, that was also okay. down. That was also down to to Danny Ings. I mean, <laughs> Danny Ings when he came on, he he uh, immediately reacted to that. Yeah, yeah. He, he also he also made it happen. Immediately lively. I'm 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 a bit annoyed with a lot of comments after it. Yeah, yeah. We can't rely on Danny Ings. He played 28 minutes. And he creates two of the most dangerous moments in that game. And he creates a run. Um, there's a moment where Salah um, passes his man, finds the byline. Or it's a pass from, from Chan, I think. Um, and he should square it uh, to, to, to Mane, who's, who's in front of the goal. But he doesn't. He tries to blam it. And... That would have been that, um, you know, what what Pep Linus talks about, the nine out of ten chance. Um, yeah, that comes from a run from Danny Ings. He creates that moment where Mane be puts himself out there, and Lalana last season already said we really miss Danny Ings. Uh, his running in behind in that period, in the January February period. And he's he's spot on. Danny Ings is actually a really good football player. He's tactically very smart. And if you look at his pace, um, I don't think he he lost any of it. You know that, that's always the worry when somebody has two two big knee injuries that uh, they lose in pace. And he he doesn't. He's still quick off the mark, and he's still got a high speed. So yeah, and you know. The pot shot that he has isn't isn't is potentially not the most dangerous ones, but the technical ability that he has to control it with his right and shoot with his left and actually gets it on target is is really really difficult. Nine out of ten blams that all over the bar, and he he managed it to keep it down. And then you know where Firmino. Um, uh, gets uh, heads it on a post near the end. That's from Ings with the back heel putting uh, putting.
putting three three men out of the game with one back heel, one run into into the area, um, you know, into in, into the, into the far corner. He gets three people with him who wants to shield him, and one back heel, and he puts um, puts Van Dyke. Uh, well, you know, he, he grants him all the space in the world to get that cross off, and we actually lacked that inventiveness. Uh, I don't know. Don't know the right English word. Sorry, <laughs> um, you know, but nobody was inventive enough, and he was. So in that 28 minutes, I think he showed Klopp, you need to use me for these games. You you can either drop Firmino um, like a line, or you can drop him on the bench and put me on for these games. I love these games. Yeah, there's a, there was a lot of criticism about the bench, just uh, only having Ings and uh, Solanke as kind of game-changing options, um, yeah, well, which, which I, I he think did. ignores a bit. Which Lallana ignores, was on the bench, sir. Lallana was on the bench. Yeah, and Milner as well. So, I mean, they are they are good players, um, for sure. Um, the uh, Aaron, uh, what about this whole thing about um, uh, suffering from having not having Coutinho there? Um, one of the things Coutinho does do is he's a, a couple of times he's been far, over on the far left and he sends a nice cross in across the, the penalty box towards the back post with a runner coming in. I don't, it was a bit, you know, I'd like to see more of us, more um, runners coming in on a far post uh, scenario. We don't do that very much. I wish we would do it more. Um, but do we miss the Phil Coutinho thing of sending those kind of balls in? Because he has some beautiful deliveries in him. No, there's no doubt about it, but I don't think it would have been as effective there on Monday night. Just they had five at the back and three big centre backs. I don't think, to be fair, Danny Ings or Bobby Firmino was going to jump any other centre backs. Firmino gets in front of their right back, not, and I think it is for the end of the game, which is fair enough. But I don't know, like last January when we went through that massive slump, which was terrible, Firmino, or Coutinho was playing on most of them games. He played against. Plymouth both times and we drew and he played you know Wolves at home and we lost you know he played in these games where we struggled to break teams down and he wasn't really the deciding factor in that um, I don't know you can argue that and you could say yes he's been in a different vein of form this season yes he had Salah now and I know that his crosses can be effective and I know that he can see the killer ball but then again, you know, he picks the ball up numerous times from distance and he has a go and it ends up row Z, row Y, <laughs> you know, like he does this and he can be frustrating and um, yes, we miss him. Yes, probably could have done with him against Swansea, but I don't know if it would have affected a game as much as what people are saying, to be honest. Yeah, the numbers, um, uh, they talk about the number of games where we have a lot of possession and um, and uh, well, we we only we only win like a third of them. Um, that's that's kind of the the stat that's rolled out to dam us um, with with these kind of games. And then that's obviously what the opposition teams uh, see and, and, and act on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, yeah it does suggest it's not a, it's not about an individual so much. Um, I don't think I really don't think it is. I think this has been over publicised and because yes, fair enough, we sold them for a lot of money. And we haven't bought anybody since. But I really don't think, and I wrote that on our Twitter, that it's as important as losing Salah, as losing Firmino, as losing Manny. 
I would rather have kept them three and lose Coutinho. If I was going to pick one of the four to lose, I would have picked Coutinho. I think that if anything, he's one of the ones that is replaceable. The Klopp system, the way Klopp wants to play is with Liverpool and the way he wants to use us. I think that Coutinho is the only one out of the four that is replaceable, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I think no, I, I, I agree that's... with that. Absolutely agree with that. You know, um, we get Kaitane, who is also a number eight, who's got loads more um, of clubs running and pace, and and um, you know, loads more of his traits. So, yeah, absolutely agree. From all four, um, you know, just he, to add, a... sorry, like just sorry, mate. Just no, 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 one second. And I just noticed as well this season in like games like the likes of Tottenham at Wembley, which was a bit more of a physical contest, Coutinho goes missing. And I've noticed that quite a lot in games through the years, five years that Coutinho's with us at Anfield. When the game became more physical, he seemed to drift off. He didn't like the physicality of it. He didn't like, you know, you don't see Coutinho tracking back like you saw Mane against City or Firmino or Salah even. I just think that as you said, mentioned Keita there, which was a very good shout. He brings physicality, he brings a bit of snideness as well, which mm. Coutinho was missing. And as well, he gives the creative spark, which Coutinho has. So overall, I think that's my opinion anyway. He's replaceable. Yeah, I, t- yeah. I, just, I still wouldn't have liked him. Uh, I still would have liked him to say. But, you know, he is one of those players that would ask the ball a lot of times. And if it doesn't come off, he gets frustrated. And, and we'll see eight to ten of these 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 curly shots hoping something comes off um in 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 the space of 50 minutes near the end where we need to just stay keep our cool and he doesn't Mm -hmm. he is the top scorer from outside the box in the league uh, for over a long period of time yeah Um, Uh, wesley snyder um earns his transfer to real madrid in the very same way um, Huntelaar has one terrible scoring season for Ajax and that's the season where he plays with Snyder because Snyder never sets him up all he does is he gets the ball he turns and he shoots and if you can shoot as well as Wesley Snyder can you'll you'll score a goal from them so if you shoot 10 times you score once you still miss 9 and it's and, and there's you no know, wasted opportunities for all your teammates who have made the, their runs towards yeah. the opposition goal and wait for the decisive pass and could could often have been the better solution. That's exactly the problem we had with Coutinho so many times, which is completely overlooked by those uh, those guys who. So yeah, m- this m- Coutinho is yeah. Make no mistake, I don't think anyone here will say um, I wouldn't have played him if he was here, if if he was fit. I think everybody would have put him on there because he brings so much more than Emre Can and uh, and or uh, Gini Wijnaldum when we when we have the ball and we have the ball a lot. But you know, um, there was a start right after uh, right after the game that <laughs> the ten times that we've had the ten times that we have mo- most possession in a game, um, I think we lost eight of them. We drew yeah. one, or something terrible like that. That's just one game where Philip Coutinho didn't play, and he played at least in six or seven of the other ones. So you know, yeah. he he wasn't the answer per se. I, I must say that the form he was in this season, um, uh, you know, that dipped shot 
an absolutely brilliant dip shot that he had in, in, in somewhere in December. Can't recall which game it was. It was I such, think such, it was such, Yeah, could, yeah, yeah. yeah where he just dips his shoulder and just puts it in so fast, so quick. You know, and, and that's the moment where he breaks that game open and yeah, you know, f fair enough. If he could do that, brilliant. But you know, we've seen enough games to say that, um, you know, uh, all the chances are that he wouldn't do it, and he would frustrate so the hell not, out of us. So then, it's not about the individuals, but um, from what we're saying, there's enough games where it is a, it remains a problem that we're not dealing with. Um, I think. I think we have a lot of possession. I think the problem lies in in the midfield. I think you know. Um, Emre Chan and Ginny Wijnaldum are absolutely brilliant in in the uh, in the Manchester City game. I actually rated them too 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 low. I thought um, afterwards because they were so instrumental in that game where they take the fight to them, they win the balls and they fight they find the right solutions. That's when they have to work on the on the high pressure and they don't have to think. It's all instinct. Yeah. This is a game where they get they have the ball loads and uh, loads and loads. They, they were given a very specific job to take out the midfielders, De Bruyne and uh, Gundogan. Um, so that and that was they was, they did very very well. That was yeah, yeah exactly. they did. But I mean, in the moment they have the ball, they instantly switch and instantly play play it on, and that's yeah. that's the instinctive part. They don't have the two three seconds, um, and 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 the space and time to 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 decide what do I need to do now you know that's that's where uh, a player like Liedman and a player like Ozil, a player like Zidane you know that's where they thrive uh, Kevin yeah. De Bruyne give him those 2-3 seconds he finds you the bass pass he finds you the goal with a shot with with uh, you know with his brilliance. It's one of the criticisms it's one of the criticisms of Emre isn't it? He, he dawdles on the ball um, he just stays on the ball because he likes to stay on the ball and actually all it does is it stops that's playing. Someone's made a run, and he's not yeah. responding to it. And, uh... Yeah, and if he goes on to a run where he takes two, three on, and you know, uh, uh, finds somebody running off the shoulder, and he finds that pass, I'd be okay with that. But he he doesn't take them on in the end, and he doesn't find that pass. I read yeah. something on Twitter. I can't remember who posted it, and it was Emery Chan's brilliant off the ball but it's on the ball that infuriates you know his positioning yeah. and his movement off the ball is excellent he closes the space he wins his tackles he wins the second ball but on the ball he's is infuriating as they come he's slow he's doesn't pick the right ball and he's very very wasteful which is my yeah it's just that, that decision making it's always been the, the criticism of him i mean when he early when he was younger there was the question mark would he be a center back would he be a midfielder and it's all no, no, no. He's going to be a midfielder, but the the path to being a midfielder, I think, is is much harder one, because you've got a lot more decision making to do. You've got a, a three sixty degree game all around you, um, and it is the decision making that makes you a midfielder. Um, and he's he's still young. He's still only twenty three, uh, so he's got a couple of seasons yet to get it all right. But uh, yeah. at the moment, he's not there. And he isn't. He he never was the um, attacker turning midfielder. Like you know, loads of people like Lalana, um, like Yari Liedmanen. You know, he, he was a, uh, an attacker, a real, um, you know, four 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 two type of striker. Um, 
not the one that runs in behind, but you know, a bit more like the Kenny Dalglish attacker, the central attacker. Um, and you know, when they drop into midfield, they're absolutely brilliant in this type of football. I think Kevin De Bruyne was an attacker as well in in his in his in in in, in his youth. And then they drop yeah. a line, and they're suddenly brilliant in finding all these pockets of space. And and <coughs> and Emre has always been either a defender or a defensive midfielder. And now he needs to move a, a, a bit further up, so his solutions are more the defenderish type. So uh, it's more robust. It's more. It's it's more. All these, um, you know, it's 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 a hard shot. It's it's a, a semi-standard pass. But to come to the defensive, Emre, he's on to do to be a defensive midfielder. He's the number six in there. You know, the blame then has to fall with the two in front of him. If you're playing the four-three-three, Emre Chan is your number six, and the number seven and number eight are the ones that have to be more creative than Emre. Emre Chan is there to keep it ticking, to refresh the ball, to keep it going. So, like to me personally, the blame has to go to Wijnaldum rather than Chan, really. Yeah, yeah. I'm too slow, and like, and I'm just defending. I know what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But his job is to be a defender, to be the Mascherano, to be. Yeah, but he know, should. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't be on the pitch then. In these type of games, you shouldn't be in the point on the pitch. And um, who, who does or, he play there on Monday? Then, if you don't play Emery, time? To be honest, I would have played Emery, but I wouldn't have played Martip, which was mad in itself because Martip turns out to be the best player on the pitch for us um, <laughs> but I wouldn't have played Matip I would have played Van Dijk and, and Emre Chan uh, uh, at the back because you don't need to do a whole lot of defending so put a lad there who's actually very good on the ball um, who can do that part and he can have Wijnaldum as the six because he can do the ball recycling very well um, and he doesn't need to do a whole lot of defending and then you put Bobby on as a number 8 with Oxlade and you bring, you start with Solanke or Ings um, that's that's um, that's what I would have done because you needed one in the 13-14 in the season we played a lot of these games as well and it was always that the three up front you had Suarez, Sterling and, um, and Sturridge and it was always one of the three making a run in behind, dragging the defenders out. And it, they would always be offside. So they made that run so that the other ones um, were able to, to get in, in, a, in, a, in a position to score the goal. And he did that loads and loads and loads of times. And we had nobody. It was all very, very static. And there was nobody trying to stretch them. So I would have played with well, either Danny Ings or Solanke on for Matip and everybody drops a line. I agree. But you know, that, that's hindsight. That's always hindsight, obviously. Because right after the, the City game, everybody says, you know, these 11 deserve the start against Swansea. This Swansea, we, we will better them 5 0. On, on that, on the, on the lineup thing. Um, um, Christian, would you have played the same lineup uh, like uh, what, what we played at City? I mean, I, I had a thought that actually they're quite emotionally draining those big games, those City games, and it's a very different type of game. It's a very physical battle. Uh, I would have been tempted not to play the same lineup at all. Where would you have gone with it? Hindsight. 
<laughs> I mean, the the problem we had was not the lineup. The problem we had was the attitudes of the players. It they were not at the at the at the top level with the commitment. And as I said, Klopp has clearly um, yeah given a hint that that they did not follow his instructions, which which made him really angry, really pissed. And uh, I don't know what's what 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 actually happened there, what the instructions were, or what. It t- the original tactics were he what he wanted to apply, or um, what what the play, but uh, it first of all the commitment wasn't there, and then the tactics were, weren't there, uh, or they didn't follow follow that, and so it was all messed up, and nothing really clicked on the pitch. So we had some good moments, we had some good situations, but it was about inches or split seconds that it didn't work out. Otherwise, we would have probably blown them from the pitch. Nevertheless. But yeah, it all came together, and finally, there's a one little defeat. But it's regardless of the lineup. I personally would have made some changes because Danny Ings could be, can be, and I totally agree with Eric. He's he can be a very, very valuable player for us. He's exactly Klopp's style. He's a fighter, and and Klopp normally wants people like himself from his personality. He admires people who fight and leave everything on the pitch, and that. And Ings is exactly the type of guy, and he has a strong, yeah, a strong will to score, and um, so he will score when he's up to his back to his full level. But to reach that, he's de- he needs desperately needs game time. So I would play. I would have played any Ings, start him, and um, would would rest Firmino, and um, I would have probably uh, rested Salah as well. Because Salah is fantastic on the on, on counters, but it was clear from the start that Swansea would sit very deep, and you can still bring Salah from the bench if you need to. Ch- and um, so probably Solanke, Solanke and and Ings up front uh, with Mane to add to the front to the forwarders. That would have have been my my personal um, lineup up front. I would have played. It's always both. such a it's always such a big call taking uh, Salah out of it because you know he's our best finisher at the club at the moment, um, you know. So that's always such a massive call, isn't it, leaving him out? Yeah, but but you you have this wear and tear thing. Yeah, he plays and plays and plays, and we have the best and most important games still coming. And yeah. you need to keep those. He, I absolutely agree with you. He's Salah is is a fantastic revelation for us. Yeah, but we need to keep him fresh for the final games, the the big games, the biggest games of the season, which are still to come. I'm just going to object a wee bit there. Like you mentioned, you would have started Ings and Solanke. I personally think it would have been unfair to drop anybody from the City game. Mm. You play like that, and you beat Man City four three, and you get dropped to the bench, resting or not. You've eight days break between the two games. I just think that you have to, you have to be unchanged. You bring Van Dyke in for Lovren because he's not well. That's fair enough, but you cannot physically change any of them. I don't think. I think that would be completely unfair and unjust. Unfair yeah, I mean that's, that's Salah, or, or unfair to Salah and Firmino, or what? 
Yeah, I think it's a, yeah, it's because you you play Man City eight days before and you yeah. beat the champions elect. If you want to say you beat them four three, I think it's unfair on anybody. If you drop any of them, you drop Robertson, you drop Chan, you drop Wijnaldum or whoever, not just Salah or Firmino. I think if yeah. you rest them against Swansea after you've just beat. Manchester I, I, City. I, I would understand your point if it's from from a Man City to Man United or something, or from Man City to to Real Madrid. But this is from 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 best from gold to shit. Sorry, and so it's not about dropping and <laughs> clear. To the, and you, the players will understand that they are valuable. But they are human yeah, beings, yeah. and they have, a, they have to play more games in this at this club, and in this can, that country. Than in any other, and the most valuable, they are most valuable for the for the most precious games to come, and there they should shine for themselves and for the club. So it's nothing negative to rest them. You can you put them on the bench; they can still come in if it, if the, we have to chase the game. And if there wasn't a week, as, if as there wasn't if there, were. if there wasn't a week in between that game and and now six seven days against uh, until we play West Brom. Um, I I I agree with you, but I'm I'm fully on board yeah. with with Aaron there. Um, I'd be fuming if I play that well, and then the coaches yeah yeah, I'll I'll just leave you out for the next one. You go what? I'm not playing for two weeks. I want to play. I know, you know. Salah wants to become um, uh, the, the 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 Premier League top scorer. And yeah, you, yeah, you, you won't you won't do that if you don't play. Now, yeah, I, but uh, I mean that's that's the that's always the the line that's put out. Oh, you they're playing well. You've got to keep them on the pitch, keep them playing together. Um, and I think the other side of it is, well, you know, will they get themselves up for the game? Will they get themselves up for a bottom of the table clash? And you could argue that they didn't get themselves up for it. It was a mistake. Um, so that's that's the, that's the counter argument to it. But um. Um, I think that's a uh, that's a discussion that will never be we resolved. We are too really. much. Sorry, sorry, Metal. We are too much focused, and millions of LFC fans. I think we all make the same mistake. We are so much focused on the eleven and the few options on the bench. Maybe we have a look at that alongside. But Klopp has to deal with the whole squad of 23, 25 players, and has to keep them all fresh and full fit. And Swansea was, would have been another opportunity to, to, to make to get players back to full fitness and sharpness. Ings, both Ings and Solanke need game time. Mm-hmm. And Swansea on paper would have been a weak opponent where you can bring in such guys or even if you don't want to bring Ings and Solanke and rest to the, the, uh, the best 11, take one off and, and um, give, give Woodburn with this very strong spine of players yeah which which won against City so brilliantly yeah introduce Woodburn give him some time yeah to introduce himself and to, to settle in yeah we got and an FA Cup game for that the FA uh, Cup uh, game uh, is way too important for that yeah, no no the, the league is important the FA Cup in and as much as I want to win that one it is the least important of all three trophies that we're still fighting for because it doesn't give you Champions League at the end of the season. Top four gives you gives you um, uh, it gives you Champions League. Winning the Champions League gives you Champions League. Winning the FA Cup gives you fuck all. 
Yep, as for Arsene Wenger knows. Um, um, <laughs> one, one of the uh, one of the uh, things um, that we haven't talked about, uh, Vez, um, we, we mentioned the guys have mentioned things about stretching the stretching teams a bit more. Uh, I've got a horrible memory of a Sunderland game with Fat Sam, where we drew two two. I think it was the game where they had the walkout, the ticket price protest, yeah. and the walkout, and oh, yeah. uh, Pep Linders did the presser for it because um, Klopp was having his appendix taken out that weekend and um, um, Pat came out and said oh you know that was good in the first half we were moving them side to side and I thought no we, we were doing shit we were really slow we were very pedestrian <coughs> moving side to side we didn't get behind them we didn't run the wings at all um, do we have the players to stretch team spares um, round the outside and down the line Yes, we do. I believe we do. We need what we need is uh, perhaps a different formation and uh, someone with incisive passing, as I said of Lalana when he came on against Onzi. Uh, uh, perhaps a four-four. Four perhaps a four-four. Yeah, uh, I think we do. We we do have we. Do have two left backs that are they both like to, to play attacking football? They, they both like to go on the overlap, they uh, get involved, involved in attacks, and uh, perhaps on the right hand side for, for games like this, uh, Trent is a better option than, than Gomez. Yeah, he will attack more often, he has a more accurate cross, uh, he will score a goal occasionally, he can shoot. Very well, uh, much more lively down that flank, and uh, and with two strikers. I mean, we we do have strikers. I, I strongly disagree with people who who put down the likes of of Solanke and Ings. Uh, I believe a combination of Ings and Firmino in a four four two would would do wonders. Oh yeah. With, with an incisive passer of the ball and say Mane on, on the left and and Oxley Chamberlain if you if you need to rest Salah or something on, on, on the right side. Uh, I think it would, right. it would do very well. And and if you make it a diamond and put Lalana behind the two strikers then then I think we do have the players. Right, so don't just rely on the fullbacks. You actually use your Wingers, basically, your wide attackers. Yes, yes, but you have you also have those fullbacks as an option, and you have other yeah. wide players or players that can go from middle to wide positions. When wide players can cut in, those changes of positions are very important. The two strikers up front can can you know change change positions inside the box and confuse the, the defenders. Uh, they can both be very physical, both Firmino and, and Inks, and Solanke for that matter, is also a very physical player. Uh, if you need ever to, to try something different, a different type of striker, uh, I believe I, I read that uh, recalling storage and cancelling the, the move to Inter is also a possibility at this point. I mean, you, you can always do that and put him in, why not? Uh, just let him go. <laughs> um, so uh, right, okay. So um, it'd be nice if we can see some of these solutions for the West Brom game. Does anyone want to say anything else about how we deal with these park buses before we move on to West Brom and their park bus? 
<laughs> yeah, that makes this argument pretty valid for for West Brom because we are going to get, um, you know, Pardew and his uh, gang of, of players. Uh. Tactically, maybe if you tried something different, I was always thinking that we're watching the game that at times Swansea dropped into a six when we had four up top. So we had Salah, Manny, Ings and Firmino. If they would, this sounds maybe silly, but bear with me, if they dropped deeper, the strikers, if they dropped to maybe 25 to 30 yards out, the defenders have to come. You know what I mean? They have to drop from their deep line position on the 18-yard line. They have to come up an extra 10 yards. It leaves that space in behind. I think Liverpool were too far forward pushed that sounds really silly, but in my head it makes sense. If you do, do you know what I mean? Well, don't the midfielders just uh, take up the, uh, the the baton of, of dealing with the uh, of that line of attackers? I know, but then the midfielders are in there as well, so you've got an overload. So you've got what? There's three, and then there's the four. You know, three and three, so six of them. Three midfielders aren't going to manage six, so the defenders will have to come deeper as well. So it leaves the space in behind for say your fullbacks or say. Salah, Manny, or Ox, or whoever. I just think that, yes, fair enough, I get that teams lie deep, and I get that Liverpool were very far forward pushed, but they, if they dropped a little, you know, if Salah dropped looking for the ball more into the space, or etc., etc., I think that maybe is an alternative route that they could look for. Yeah, no, my point is the 4 5 1. They've got a whole line of, um, whole line of midfielders um, picking you up if, you, if, if your attackers drop deep. Mm-hmm. That's my point. No, no, I, yeah, I, get, I, I get that, but I'm just more using the Swansea blueprint as in that Liverpool were just sitting there and Swansea were just sitting there and it was overwhelming, like, in the middle. You know, there was no room, there was no space. Liverpool weren't able to manoeuvre, to move. Uh, dropping deeper and overloading the midfield creates the space 20 yards forward is the point I'm making. You know, if, if you overload it in the middle, there will be space elsewhere rather than overloading it up top where you can't do anything unless you're going to score a wonder goal from 30 yards, 35 yards out. Uh, and we can't overload up top because they stick three three defenders in the middle and it's very hard to overload that. I wanted us mm-hmm. to overload, in, overload the wings. I would have played um, Mane and Salah on, on the opposite sides and then have a proper striker in the in the middle fighting for, these, for, for the crosses. And Danny Ings is, is somebody who can do that really well. If you look at all the, the, the goals he scores for Burnley, I think from all 10 league games, league goals that he scores, I think six come from um, Trippier, yeah. who, who puts it in from, from, from the from the right-hand side. So I would have done that. Tell Mane, tell Salah to just whip in those incredibly good crosses and if the ball's on the other side you come into the box and, and, and fight for um, uh, second post balls oh god that was annoying when he missed, messed up that volley as well and he again he's free in the box and he tries to do the spectacular rather than just go and control it and knock it in that yeah me off. <laughs> um, no he, 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 he slips there he slips you're talking yeah, about Mane slips. right yeah, yeah, he always slips. He always slips. He slips when he's shooting. He, uh, there's something up with him. The way he does his things, he always slips. It's yeah, part he, of his shooting. <laughs> he, needs to, he needs a bit of work done so that he doesn't slip. The, the one <laughs> the, that one won the goal because um, with the the brilliant uh, step over from um, uh, from Coutinho 
it's it's uh, in the end I think it's Firmino who puts it on to Emre Can and Emre Can whips it in on uh, on Mane and Mane just comes off the ground with both feet and he, he blams it in and quite low and I thought well, I think that's a league game yeah. league game yeah, against West Brom it's it's Mark a West Brom game it was the Moscow game, wasn't it? No, I think it's a West Brom game. To tell you, I, I firmly believe he scores that against Pulis. I'll look it up later. Um, yeah. But that, that okay. time he he comes off the ground as well, and, and again he 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 slips indeed. But this time he slips before he shoots, and normally he slips while shooting. Well, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's do the let's do the lineups. Um, let's let's what we think is going to be the, uh, the lineup for uh, the West Brom game. Fez, do you want to lead us up? Who's, who's up top? Who's up front for us? What we think is going to be, or what we would have done. <laughs> what we think. What we think will happen. What we think will happen. We've been post, uh, pontificating about what we would have done with uh, Swansea, but um, let's do it on what we think will happen for West Brom. Well, it's, it's very hard to, to say. I think uh, changes are going to, to happen. Uh, exactly what kind, it's very hard to predict with. Uh, I'm, I'm really hoping for a 4-4-2 formation with another striker up top with Firmino. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I do wonder if getting in some game time is about warming him up to be able to play things like the, the West Brom game. Um, yeah. Uh, although it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if Solanke's on as the striker and uh, or Sturridge if he's still here, um, and then Ings continues doing substitute appearances, cameo appearances. Um, well, that's the main issue. Uh, when we talk about what what Klopp will do. We don't have really all the necessary information on the injuries and and the the level of fitness of players, uh, especially those coming back from injuries like Ings, like Moreno, like Henderson. Well, yeah, I mean, Moreno's made a comment of his in not being quite right yet, but almost there. Uh, so I, I'm not convinced that he plays actually tomorrow. But uh, just sticking at the front end, at the pointy end, um, um, Christian, what do you think is going to happen up front? Do we see Danny Sturridge? Um, yeah, I could, I could could say the same as 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 Vess has already said. Um, we don't know. If the problem, the problem for me is, uh, how does Klopp treat this 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 uh, cup competition like? We were out of the the cup, our fucking Boer Cup very early. There was no playing field to to, to test uh, the young guns. Yeah, there were no opportunities to play them. The pressure builds and builds and builds up on 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 Klopp to deliver trophies, to deliver success. Yeah, silverware. So. I don't know what's what's going on in his head, but so if he treats this as very serious and that he has to push for this for for any sort of trophy, he will stick to to the the best players, um, and uh, putting Sturridge back in the lineup, who has not played at all since uh, December the sixth, uh, makes no sense at all to me. That that doesn't make any sense. He's a good player. Nothing nothing against Daniel Sturridge. Great guy. Um, but uh, he has has no experience on the pitch so far. He could come from the bench, but I would prefer to bring Danny Ings now. I mean, that's it's ridiculous. If you don't 
don't give Danny Ings game time, he will never get back to full fitness and sharpness, and um, that would destroy value, both money-wise and on the pitch. And uh, he could come great, but he needs game time now. I would I would start Danny. Okay, uh, Aaron behind behind the striker, what's going to be uh, there? Or do you think it's two up top? I think it's two up top. I think he'll play for me. No, I can't see him resting too many players, in my opinion. I think that yeah, I think Ings might get a game because I think he was very positive when he did come on on Monday, and I think that if Klopp, that if we noticed it and everyone seemed to notice it, Klopp obviously has noticed it, and the coach and staff have noticed it. I can't see very many changes. I can see maybe Woodburn getting a game in behind. But I honestly can see Firmino, and I can still see Salah and Mane playing as well. But playing is like, like we did away to West Ham, the four-four-two sort of with Salah up top or Firmino up top or Ings, and sort of chopping and changing. That's the way I see it. The way I read the game, to be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, Christian. Behind. Uh, where's, what's our what's our attacking midfield our central midfield yeah definitely definitely Lanana especially... oh, uh, sorry <laughs> sorry yeah. Eric then sorry beg your pardon beg your pardon Christian I went to Eric okay <laughs> 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 it's okay uh, I, I will play Carius I will play Trent Alexander-Arnold I would play Clavin um, and, and um, if, if Lovren is fit, Lovren, and otherwise Van Dijk, um, Robertson because Moreno isn't fit yet. Um, I'd play Henderson if he's fit, and otherwise Emery Chan, um, Lalana, and um, play Woodburn on the left. I'd play Solanke and Ings up top, and I'd play Salah on the right. No, uh, Lalana on the right, then, obviously. So the 4 4 2. With Woodburn and Lalana on the wings. Think so you're so. resting Salah and Mane. And Firmino. And Bobby. And Bobby. You're resting the front three. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Doug. Um, and uh, Emre is, is the workhorse, continues to have to play. And who's partnering Emre in midfield? Uh, uh, Jimmy Milner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, right, okay. Christian. Where are you with the midfield? Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know if Henderson is, is uh, back to full fitness. Uh, can't no, really imagine. He's not. I, I can't really imagine that. So uh, it's, it will be Emre Can again. Uh, I would definitely play Lana. Uh, I would definitely play Oxford Chamberlain because he had, still needs to find this aggressive midfield role, and he's ideal to that. But he needs time, and. Um, yeah, so that would be my midfield. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I, I, it would be fantastic to see Woodburn. It would be a fantastic opportunity. He'll be sure a sub, won't he? If, I think he will come up as a sub, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I, would, I would love to see him start. It, 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 but then, if Woodburn comes in, you have to have a very strong spine of remaining players. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I agree with you. It, it's a bit unfair to put and Solanke and Ings and Woodburn on and tell them three, yeah. oh, you all don't have rhythm, go and win yeah. us this game. So I agree, you put on Mane because, well, he, he needs 
you know he still needs needs that game rhythm so you you put on Mane to to find himself a bit of form with Ings and Solanke and you take off Solanke and Mane on 60 70 and you bring Woodburn and Firmino yeah the, the interesting thing about Mane is that um, is the the whiskey nose method you know with a player being out of form is you wouldn't play him over and over again you'd take him off and not play him and expect him to get it sorted out on the training pitch yeah you wouldn't play you, you wouldn't play him for then he would play for two months yeah, yeah whereas uh, whereas we're not doing that we're kind of he's persevering and keep him on hoping he's going to play through the blues sort of thing yeah, I think well, it's, this it's, has been over-exaggerated though with Manny. I don't think he's been that bad. He's been out of form, yes, but he's not been dreadful. You know, he's got two brilliant goals with his left foot and Burnley and um, Man City. Get that assist against Leicester with a back heel. I don't think he's been dreadful, but he's been out of sorts. But he's not been up to the standard that we expect Manny to be at, but I don't think it's bad per se. He's cost us. He's cost us points, really. I mean, Everton game and in this oh, game where he messes up on that finish, you know, he's that, cost that, us points. That finish is. I think that finish is more difficult. I think you know he's stretching. He's leaning with his right foot. You know, the Everton game. Yes, absolutely, no doubt about it. I would have crucified him after the game. You know, and like that was stupid. Like, but I think that game, Swansea game, is maybe unfair to blame him. But the Everton game, most certainly, that that, that he gets blamed for that. But you know. Yeah, I, I no, it's just think a, it's just a trying. It's just going for the spectacular. You know, you've got a dinked ball in, a nice cross in, and uh, you don't need to go for the spectacular. But he always wants to go for the spectacular. He wants then to throw again, then again you need you, then do you blame Salah again because the ball over the top from Van Dijk? He tries to be clever and take it on the volley first time. He had time to bring it down as well. He went for the spectacular. So like you know, like blame gets. Yeah, but it's not a repeat. He's not. He's not. No, 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 no. No, I know that. But as I say, like. I don't. I think Manny's form's been a bit blown out of proportion. Yes, he's out of form, but he's not as bad as what people are saying. I think he's getting too yeah. much blame for uh, what's happened. I don't see him out of form anymore any longer. Um, I mean, he had his his bad games after coming back from injury, but uh, he scored a fantastic goal against Burnley. He scored a fantastic goal against City. He played some uh, two great assists for Salah. Yeah, I don't see him out of form any longer. The the the, the Swansea experience was an experience of the whole team. It was not just uh, money being out of form. I think. Oh yeah, definitely, completely agree with you. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's the, the the conflicting there's a conflicting approaches, right? It's it's kind of the one thing is just be natural, just do what comes naturally, don't overthink it. So he goes for the big volleys, big spectacular volleys, because that's what he does. Uh, and there's the other the conflicting argument to it is keep things simple, and the simple things will come off, and from that your game will naturally come. So bring it under control because you've got time, and just tap it in. So they're, they're both conflicting kind of uh, modes of operation uh, because you're then telling him to think about the game. Mm. So that's a tough think, one. Yeah, and I think Manning is a like like Salah. They're just gifted football players, and I think the more they think about it, the more they have trouble. So I think yeah. to say that Swansea chance is difficult. I think that's I think it's unfair to say that that's a bad miss or that's silly. I think. That's a difficult chance. Even to bring it down, I think it's difficult because he's stretching and he's leaning for it, and his foot just gives way below him as he strikes the ball. So, but it's each to their own. Like everyone has an opinion on it. Yeah. Um, Christian. Um, yeah. No, sorry, sorry, Vez. Vez, I'm getting all my names messed up tonight. Uh, uh, Vez, fullbacks. 
<laughs> Fullbacks. I I would have liked to have seen uh, Trent on for for Swansea and Gomez for the physicality of West Brom. Um. So, what do you think happens with the fullbacks? Well, I'm hoping for for Trent for this game. I think we need his attacking input more more so than uh, the Gomez physicality. As for the physicality and defense, uh, I believe the the centre backs will be more important in in that area dealing with Rondon, but. Uh, as for the fullbacks, I, I think we, we will need the pace and, and the crosses of, of and the goal threat of, of Trent on the right side. On the left, well, uh, there's obviously not much choice if, if Moreno is not 100%, so it has to be Robertson, right? But Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. yeah. Which is great because the guy didn't didn't play for two months or so and was, yeah, probably a little bit bit depressed, yeah, and he has uh, settled extremely well, and uh, that, that can only uh, bring him further in his development to settle in the squad. Yeah, yeah. Can I can I just say a quick word on Joe, Joe Gomez? I mean, I, I think yep. that he, he's starting to become a problem defensively for Liverpool, in my opinion. I think he needs to be taken out of the firing line. There's. The last few games I've seen, you know, the Burnley game, uh, the City game, and the Swansea game, he keeps getting caught under the ball. He, he seems like he's ball watching the uh, in the West Ham game as well, which is a bit wild. Like, but they keep and the Arsenal game. Yes, and the Arsenal game. Yes, Sanchez getting behind him. There's been Joe Gomez just keeps coming up with mistakes, and he seems to avoid the criticism. So like that City goal, yes, Loris Caius probably should have saved the shot from Sani, but Gomez is a direct. Gomez is the only one there that makes a mistake. Kaius doesn't save the shot, but Gomez makes the mistake. The ball drifts over his head, he's ball watching, and Sani gets in behind. But there's no criticism yeah. for Joe Gomez. He seems to escape it because he's young and he's, which no doubt about it, he has quality and he, he will be brilliant. I've absolutely no doubt about it, but he just seems to escape the criticism, in my opinion. Yeah, well, we don't have, uh, with Klein out, we don't have the depth to sort of really rest him properly. You know, obviously Trent's quite a young guy, he's still 19. So you've so got to be Gomez. very careful about helping your player. Yeah, Gomez is only 20 as well. Yeah, he's 21. Yeah, but he hasn't played for two seasons. So yes. in, in, yeah. in that sense, he's a 19-year-old lad. I would have, I would not have played him for all three games and then have him fit to, to face Son. No. I would have just yeah. said, this Trent, you get in the next three. So Gomez gets a full month of rest and it's more a mental rest than physical I wrote that in the ratings, yeah. ratings as well you can see he's, he's fit he bombs down the line all game long and he does it mm -hmm. near the end as well and he keeps pushing on it's just that the mental fatigue hits him hard and, and that's that's normal you know he's he is very young um, he's played he's never played so many minutes as he's played this season so you know he will get that period where he just needs to be taken out of the firing line because yeah he, he hasn't been great and there's a bit of criticism yeah. but there's also yeah well he has you know he's 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 a young lad uh, and we know he's a centre-back by trade and we play him a bit out of position um, and, and, and he suddenly has to be a starter all season long while you know if, if, if Klein's the normal Klein 
he'd get five games maybe yeah 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 and this but, but, but it doesn't look like we're going to do anything Klopp looks like he's going to continue playing him um so I'm, 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 I'm adamant that uh, that Trent plays is this one yeah he's, he's been doing that in in the Champions League games where the competition differs he changes mm. And, and around the Christmas period where there's a, a huge fixture congestion that's where Trent gets his league game but overall it's um, it's, it's Gomez in the league and every other competition it's Trent yeah I'm quite sure um, that he does that and centre-backs uh, um, uh, Christian who are your centre-backs? Van Dijk and Klaban Van Dijk needs time to settle. He, um, yeah. Klopp should play him now in, in a string of give him a string of games that he settles as quickly as possible, that he can give something back to the team with his leadership, yeah, qualities and to 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 bring composure to the team. So so, so he has to play Van Dijk, but Klavan did a very very um and I think Klavan deserves it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's about the centre back. Yeah, Lovren does as well. So if if Lovren is fit. I, play I think he's been sick, hasn't he? Lovren's been sick, so yeah, yeah. it's a question of whether he's L- L- had enough time I, back. I, I, I rate. Sick. I shouldn't say that because I could get shot for that. But I, I rate Lovren highly. He had made a lot of mistakes in the past, but they were very often for, uh, enforced errors due to the lack of composure with, uh, with the defensive work of of midfield and and defenders as a whole. As a whole unit, it did click. But. L- I, 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 I like Dejan and, and I think he's a very very good defender but uh, the first priority for, for Klopp should should should, um, should be to, to give Van Dijk um, the opportunity to settle as quickly as possible to give the value back to the team he has been paid for yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I, 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 would, I would play Van Dijk f- for exactly that reason um, but I, I wouldn't play Klavan because I think Lovren is the one that reacted the best to to the fact that we uh, bought in uh, bought in Van Dijk. Thought he was absolutely great in all the games uh, except for that last five minutes against City. Yeah, I'm flexible on that. I mean, for for me, Van Dijk is first priority, and then it's, it could be Lovren, it could be it could be uh, Klavan. Matip has now played a few games, and I think uh, now the other ones both should yeah should be considered as partner for Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. F- fully agree. Aaron, what's, uh, who's your keeper? Kais, every day. I think he needs more games. He needs a bit more of a routine. I was reading there that uh, the game on Monday, it's the first time he's played three games in a row for Liverpool or for, you know, he hasn't played that many games in a row. He needs a, games. He needs consistency. He gets a lot of shit, which is probably fair enough. But I think the more consistency that he gains, the games with like the likes of Van Dijk there, which who I think will help Caius. I can see it, seen it in the Ever- Everton game. I just think that Caius has to be the keeper from now to the end of the season. He needs to play every game, Champions League, FA Cup and League. Caius, yeah, that's my bet. Okay. Vez, where are you with the keeper? Well, uh, I trust Klopp's decisions and uh, obviously he has made the decision that... that <laughs> <laughs> he has made a decision in regards of the goalkeeper and uh, I would like him to persist with it 
So, yeah, okay, go with Karius for the rest of the season all the way. Let's see what he can do. Yeah. With, with yeah. Enough games under his belt. Let's see what he can do. And then we'll talk again in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think we need to get that. He needs to get that 10 games under his belt, doesn't he? Um, so that people can just, well, it, uh, people either stop talking about it or it blows up in everybody's face. And yeah. uh, uh, Simon's indefinite period off. Um, on the bench uh, indefinitely <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 that wonderful word if means this, nothing I do not think that word means what you think it means <laughs> <laughs> he's been out for two games that's not indefinitely well <laughs> as soon as we touch the goalkeeper thing yeah, everything gets out of control we just need a few rule changes that mean we don't have to have goalkeepers I think that's what it means yeah. well, you could just play just play James Milner and he'd be fine but um, I, if this was Carrier's 7th or 8th game in, in a row and he had a bit of form and, and a bit of rhythm, I'd be tempted to go with Ward. But you, as, as Aaron says, you have to go with, with Carriers now. Uh, is, I did... was so upset with the way uh, Klopp did the goalkeeper thing this season. I, I thought, given given all yeah, the, the, the trouble that Carriers had, I would like to, him to have gone out on loan, Ward to be the number two, and we just went through with, with Mignolet, who did get his top four last year. Um, and that way, Karius gets to play every week for a Huddersfield or something in the Premier League, and he can get his settling in sorted out, and probably in a much more defensive team as well. So he's quite well protected. Yeah, but that's, we, we, we don't need that. that. We need the lad who saves the, the, the two shots that come all game long. Yeah, but he's got to have an you know, If he has a bad 10 games, you know, he's basically finished in the Premier League. That's yeah. my problem with uh, this method that we're doing at the moment. If you play for Liverpool, you have to take this pressure. You know, you know, he's signing for Liverpool. There is pressure. You know, we're want to be the best, and you know, that's pressure. You don't. If you're playing for Huddersfield, if you're playing for the likes of them sort of teams, there's not the same pressure as playing for Liverpool. You know, you're only no, going to get right. that shot a game. Like Swansea had one shot on target. It was on. It was unstoppable. It was a miss hit shot into the bottom corner, but. If that shot and he saves it, you know we're not talking about Swansea winning. We're talking about Karius made a good save to, to keep the game there. That you know, so like, I think that your point is a valid and very good point. Sending him out alone probably would have benefited him, but then again, Mignolet's not a good goalkeeper. He's just not. I have a thing against him, and it's, um, it's a fair. Oh yeah, he's not. He's not a top level goalkeeper. I, when I did ask somebody online on the uh, on one of the articles, I said. You know, before that Arsenal game, when did Mignolet last cost us points? You know, and this is what this end of the season is about. It's about does he points. Um, so, you know, we could have a bumpy 10 games, 10, 12 games, or maybe we don't. We'll have to, have to wait and see. Mm, I know, no, that's fair enough. Okay. Get I, thought, I thought for some time about this, this, goal, this goalkeeper um, top pick today, and uh, I think Klopp has, has finally realised that he has to change his his path um, going along with uh, the goalkeeper situation, and that's why he made Carius now the uh, the in fact undisputed number one for some time. And I think he made finally the right decision. Carius cannot grow into this position. He has to feel the confidence. 
um, that he that he is the number one for the ninth biggest club in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, this 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 lack of confidence that for both, which you could feel, with both goalkeepers, that none of them could really convince, none of them could, yeah, bring nearly eighty percent or seventy percent of what they they might they might be capable of. Um, that was so telling, and it lasted for such a long time. It was really uh, turning into a into, into a flop for Klopp himself. Can we not do the goalkeeper thing again? <laughs> uh, I, think right, Ward, okay. Danny Ward, I think Danny Ward, I, 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 I love Danny Ward because he, he spreads confidence immediately. Yeah. But but he, I think he's still out of the back problem. So. Oh, uh, wasn't he on the bench recently? No? Everton came, he was on the bench, yeah. All right. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure he's out, but... I, I, I did read, uh, I read something where someone said that uh, in training, apparently he doesn't measure up to either Carrius or Mignolet. I don't know quite what that means, and I don't know how accurate that is. But uh, um, he's, he does, he's the one that sort of spreads normality through that penalty box. He's the one that just comes across yeah. as a normal goalkeeper that we're used to seeing in the Premier League. Um, of course, that's not, that's not everything, but given what we have, the uh, trials and tribulations we have in the penalty box, it's, uh, it would be very welcome. Um, anyway, let's do the scores, score predictions. Eric, what's your score prediction for the West Brom game? For the fuck up. 3-1 for us. Okay, a good Anfield home score. Uh, Aaron? Uh, 3-0, I'll we'll go for. 3-0, will be. Okay. Vez? Yeah, I'm going with 3-0 too. Oh. <laughs> Where's the think, fucking problem? Think... We are struggling. <laughs> we, yeah, nil three, nil four. We are so bad. Shit. <laughs> yeah. How do you, does, do you how think does gonna... that add up? That doesn't add up. But that doesn't add up, guys. Yeah, there's something wrong here. <laughs> In the wrong movie here. <laughs> well, you're welcome to panic. Ever she out? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, absolutely. <laughs> Do you think Pardew's going to play weak inside, by the way, Christian? Sorry? Do you think uh, Pardew uh, will play a weakened side? No. No. He will He will field his, his strongest side. There are only the chance for a trophy or even get close to that, excite, excite the fans, um, make the board happy. Um, he ha- he will field his strongest side. No no experiments from, from, from there, from their end. I think uh, it will be... I still think... But I think to get back to the topic, um, yeah. I think the Anfield Cup atmosphere, which will be better than in the normal league games against those shite clubs, um, the cup atmosphere will carry carry the team and will lift the team and we'll, we will comfortably beat them 4 0. And I think it will be a great event. I do think I do think Pardew will feel the weak inside. All, yeah, all, all these English. Let's not relegate managers. They never bother about the cups because it's a distraction from um, from doing okay in the league. It's 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 very different in England compared to all the other teams and all the other clubs. Every every club in every competition that's bottom half of the table will relish a good cup run to keep a good atmosphere. The likes of Pardew, Pulis. Allardyce, they don't give a fuck. 
they rather not have that game they rather not have that distraction and just focus on doing their ter doing the terrible parking the bus thing um, in the league and, and keep them up that's what they're paid for that's what they're asked to do so you know they can't be bothered with a cup competition yeah um, that's true and uh, but they're, they're in a they're in a difficult position um, I mean it's absolutely fascinating down there with Swansea uh, getting those three points off us because they uh, they've closed it up they, they're not cut adrift so them them and uh, and um, West Brom you know they're they're both they could get out of trouble you know and uh, the three promoted clubs are in lockstep and are slowly sinking down towards the relegation zone with just Stoke and Southampton holding them holding them up so it is pretty interesting down there and uh, they will think that they've got a chance to survive the league which as you say Eric means that we may well get a weakened side um, I think it's a 3-0 win if uh, if we get the weakened side I think it's a 1-0 win if we don't get a weakened side alright and that's about that's about wraps it up. I think we're done. Any anyone got anything to add before we before we go? No, all good. Okay. Well, thanks everyone. Thanks uh, for listening. Four rights, and we'll see you on the uh, on the website. Hopefully, you'll be in there for the live game cafe, and uh, um, we'll catch you on there. And you can throw some comments about the podcast on the on the website as well. Give us some uh, give us some feedback if you like it. If you think there's other things we should cover, or if we just spend too long going on about some things, let us know, and we'll try and tailor the show to be more entertaining. So thanks for listening, and do I say good night, everybody? Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. And up the race.